Greetings, horror fans, and welcome to episode 206 of Frightmares. I'm your host, Austin Proctor, and joining me today, we have two very special guests. Well, one more so than the uh, than Mikey. No offense, Mikey. I love you. But we have Mikey here today from the Slashers podcast. How are you doing today, Mikey? I was doing great. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> and then we have a super special guest. You probably know her from Terrifier, Miss Jenna Canal. How are you doing today? I'm great, thank you. I'm not as special as Mikey is, but I appreciate <laughs> The placation. I'll take it. Okay. Thank um, you. We're here today uh, wrapping up Pride Month. This is our bonus episode for June. Um, and we're going to just talk to, to Jenna today. I'm sure Mikey will have plenty to say. I do want to know how you guys what? met, though, because I don't think I know that story. So either one of you, feel free to tell me. But uh, what is what is the story of you guys and how you met? Uh, well, we went to the same plastic surgeon, and she was like, what is the perfect body? So he brought me in, and he said... As an example, we have the same gynecologist. So yeah. crazy. Like, what a small world. It's unbelievable. I know. Oh Identical labiors. But anyways, no, we... Um... The story we tell people <laughs> is that it. we met on a short film. <laughs> the lie is that we met on a short film. It was like three, two or three years ago. That's the narrative. I think, uh, I want to say two years ago. Yeah. It was in Atlanta and we were supposed to play... Uh, characters that were very close, like had a brother or sister type relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I guess I have to talk to her. Um, I guess. And begrudgingly. Yeah. And so we did our scenes, did what we need to do. And the chemistry was on point. And I was like, actually, I feel like we could be super good friends. And so we kept in contact. And since then, it's just been a blossoming friendship full of love. And it's true. And horror movies i love it we had so we had so much chemistry it's true screen yeah. queers for life i know and i didn't even know that she was queer on set i was which just is like, so funny to me yeah. you're not the only person that said that where they like wanted to that like people have been unsure well it wasn't that i was like unsure i don't know i i just it just didn't cross my mind and then we because we were talking about like how diverse the short was and i was mm -hmm. like oh you know i'm mexican and other people were i believe native and there was um lgbt folks and i like never grouped jenna in with that and so it wasn't until later uh, you mentioned like, something, there's this like, normal bitch <laughs> yeah there's this cisgendered uh but uh, yeah but then we uh i talked to her and i forgot what we said and i was like oh you're a little <laughs> and so that oh, is dear. when jenna came out to me as queer yeah that <laughs> that's my coming out story yeah for the only one that mattered, <laughs> was when mattered. came out to me um and mikey proceeded to kick me out of the house yes said, said that lifestyle and that choice is unacceptable i said not in my trump's america <laughs> Because that's probably who was president at the time. So you guys met well after like Terrifier then, because Terrifier was back in like yeah. 2016. So if you're if you're talking two years ago, that had been done, and uh, they were probably working on two at that point. I mean, they were working on two for a long yeah. time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, we and then I declined the role, but uh, he declined the lead role. Yeah, <laughs> Mikey was supposed to be um, the main was, character. Yeah, it was it was originally Sienna. Oh, yeah. then it went to uh, the other actress, and it was yes. Yeah, so that's fine. Oh my god, that's all right. 
But yeah, no, and we shot Terrifier in like 2015. It's been a long time. Oh, wow. Okay. It's been, it's been eight years. Good guy. Because it didn't really even fully get released until like 2018, right? Like, like on Blu-ray? I want to say it got released like, yeah, 2017 or something like that, or 2018 on Netflix. Yeah. Um, Actually, no, that's not true. I think it got released um, like a very, very limited release in like 2017 or 2018. And then it hit Netflix maybe a year or two later. And that's when people started hearing about it. Well, everyone, everyone was talking about, you know, the, the infamous upside down hacksaw scene. And I I think I saw a clip of that movie and I was like, I have to see that movie. What is it? And I found out it was on Netflix and I was like, wow, a horror movie like that on Netflix. Okay. And then checked it out and I was like, yeah, this is officially one of my favorite movies. I love Terrifier. But beyond, beyond Terrifier, there's actually, I was looking at your IMDb credits and I have some questions. Uh-oh. Because um, from what I gather, you have about 51 credits dating all the way back to 2010. You've been in various things. Uh, I noticed you were in a Kid Cudi music video for yes. No One Believes. Um, Me. And I, no one believes me. No one believes me. Oh, yeah. I have that written down. I missed that. Okay. It was it was a track that he wrote for the Fright Night remake. Oh, really? Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I, I hadn't even heard the song. I listened to it. I was like, actually, not a bad song. I like that song. Um, you're also in an episode of Vampire Diaries, of course, Terrifier, uh, The Bye Bye Man, um, an episode of NCIS uh, New Orleans, uh, WandaVision, which I saw that credit and I was like, what was she in WandaVision? And I went back and saw what episode it was and I, I went to the scene. and I was like, oh, there she is. I was like, I completely missed that the first uh, watch through. Um, And then you have a credit for Terrifier too. Now, am I crazy or did I not, did I miss, did I miss it? I'm not in it. Okay. I'm not in it. That's what I thought. (laughs) Her picture's in it multiple times. I was like texting you from the theater and I was like, girl. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. You're like co-starring in this picture. How many, how many, <laughs> how many picture times your picture comes up? Okay. That's, and yeah. Then... Yeah. I'm not actually in it. Okay. I, that I, they they made the decision to credit me on IMDb. Oh, okay. I'm, I I have theories as to why, but I yes. Spoiler okay. alert: I'm not in it. <laughs> um, then of course, uh, recently released this year, which has been one of my favorite films. It was so much fun. Renfield. You play Yay. Carol. And I literally loved your character so much. Your comedic timing was hilarious. Um, you were like my favorite character in the little uh, group that they had there. Thank you. And I just wanted people. I wanted people to let you finish. I was very upset that people wouldn't let you finish. They Thank kept you. barging in. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Which I would like to credit myself for giving her tons of real life experience being killed <laughs> um, anytime I've been around. Uh, uh. But no, it was, I really enjoyed it also. And it's so funny because I feel like I've never seen you like that before. So it was really funny to see you act kind of like, mm, I don't even know what the the word is, but like, I guess like a defeatist, like just Mm. like, and I was like, I've never seen her act like that. And it was, it was like, it was kind of cute, but like, you know, you feel sorry for her. That's so Um, funny. I was going to ask when you said you had never seen me like that before, I was going to say what depressed you definitely have. Oh no, that (laughs) we've we've connected on your Blair Witch porch many times about. (laughs) Yes, Um, it's true. But uh, Uh, no, that's, uh, that's funny. I appreciate that. Yeah, I uh, and just while we're on this subject, is is, is that something you w- would like to branch out more into, or is, or do you really like working in horror? I, I've always loved comedy. I and I love horror too. I mm. mean, there really isn't there aren't any genres that I'm opposed to. Okay. I, I think a good movie is a good movie, and and some of my favorite movies genre blend a little bit. Like I would consider Renfield a horror comedy. Oh yeah, the amount of blood that's in it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I do love comedy. I have a ton of improv training and I really love oh, wow. any opportunity I get to use it. So I, okay. I I hope I used to be in an improv troupe. So it's not the sort of thing where I'm seeking out a specific genre, but right. I yeah, 
I hope I get to do more of lots of things. Okay, because then I also noticed you had some like stunt credits too, like 21 stunt credits. And I was like, okay, are you doing your own stunts in these movies? Yes. Oh my God, that's amazing. Okay. Always. Yeah. Okay. She's a two for one. I like that. What did you get into first? Sorry, Austin. Stunting or acting? Acting was first. Okay. Uh, Acting came first and then, but I've been doing martial arts of one form or another my whole life. And basically someone pointed out to me one time that those were stunts because I always had this impression that stunts were jumping out of a building on fire. But when that was made clear to me, I sort of rebranded myself as an uh, an action actor. Like I'm technically not supposed to in the community, it's frowned upon to call yourself a stunt performer. Um, in my in my shoes, I'm really more of an action actor, which is okay. like like a Tom Cruise, Charlie Theron, Keanu Reeves, like the the folks that are actors who do their own stunts. That's that's what right. I do. Not limited to just doing stunts. Right. Right. Okay. Right. I have. Uh, I have. I did. I've done. I've doubled somebody one time. I doubled Ruby Rose for a movie, which is the original reason I shaved my head. Oh. But other than that, I just I do my own and it's mostly fight scenes, but I've done some weapon stuff, some water stuff and a bunch of fun harness work. That is awesome. OK. And uh, I've car stunt driving. What? I got my motorcycle license for a movie last year. OK. So I like that stuff a lot. Very nice. OK. Yeah, I had no idea. I was I was coming through the IMDb besides just what you had like been in. I was like, I noticed all this extra stuff like you have like 16 director credits for like a bunch of short films, too. I also direct, yes. Yeah, like you're, you're a jack of all trades. I love it. You do everything. Um, Thanks. Is, is that... uh, not grip and electric. I no? don't do grip and electric. Okay. I would probably set something on fire. <laughs> and I'm also not good at makeup. So those departments hire a professional. Other things, yes, potentially. <laughs> Other things you're good for. Yeah. I love it. Now, is, is, is directing something you like more than acting? Or is it just kind of something like, you know, what, what are you most passionate about, I guess? Acting, directing, or just everything? I like going back and forth. I, I would really like to be the the kind of person who, who hops back and forth because it depends on the project. It's not that I like one position more than the other. It's that I think there are some projects where I really just want to, uh, you know, embody a role and be that fill in that part of the story. And then there are some where I want more control and I want to help guide it through my perspective. So it really just depends. Okay. Mikey's been directed by me, so he can speak to how awful an experience that is. <laughs> it was terrible. Oh, do tell. Um, no, it was amazing. <laughs> I did. I, I, partook in jenna's latest adventure yes. um which we'll get li- to later i'm sure okay but. yeah i uh, i like to use the first letter of your movies but call it something different yes so i was like you know this is obviously like skinned bodies <laughs> um, it's not what it's called <laughs> for, something for people like that, that don't understand but yeah it's uh it's an action comedy um mikey did an amazing job and um i'm, I'm sure we'll circle back to that but we're in post-production on that right now okay and th- that's the one where you were the uh, pharmacist right mikey it's called um spray bottle right was that yes. that one nice very nice um, so let's talk about the community and representation in film. Uh, as someone who's been in the industry for over a decade, do you feel like the industry has become more accepting of actors in the LGBTQ? I always, I'm so terrible. I'm sorry, LGBTQIA plus community. There we go. I always struggle saying that. The A B C D. Yeah. So much for being the alphabet mafia. I read recently that somebody referred to themselves as being in the community because they thought the A stood for ally. Which it it oh. stands for asexual, but yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. I like the enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like the, that's the second A. <laughs> I I think in some ways yes, and in some ways no. I've I've and obviously you know Mikey can speak to this too. I definitely feel that 
it's become much more, the industry has become much more accepting of and open to queer stories. But in terms of actual queer performers, I think we still have some mm. ways to go. We've made a lot of progress, but we still have a lot, a long way to go. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit tired of seeing straight people play queer characters. I don't think we need to do that anymore. I think there is something to say that I feel like straight people had to do it first to open the gates. Sure. Those gates are fully open now. They're opened. Yeah. So yeah. we don't I, need to you're right. Thank you. Thank you, straight people. Um, thank you. You've saved yes. us like you save every community. Um, <laughs> but, um, but you know, there's like that movie, the Netflix one, is it called Prom or whatever, where the British talk show guy plays a super oh, flamboyant James queer Ford. guy. I haven't James seen the movie, Gordon. but I read about this. Um, it's historically been a thing that's presented um, typically with white men. And now it's more and then like bisexual white women. And like just now, are we starting to see it represented in uh, communities outside of those? And and more and more, I think we're starting to see queer actors. But it's, I think, still dragging behind in terms of, of progress. Yeah, there's still yeah. there's still uh, room for progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in terms of gender, I think gender performance, we're seeing a lot of progress as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we, we still have a long ways to go in terms of intersectionality and in terms of the opportunities that we allow to people. Because a lot of, there are actors, I've, I've argued with people that will say, well, why should this have to be, why should the actor have to be queer? They're an actor, but it's not, it's a part of an identity that you don't get to take off and put back on. And it's, uh, it's also one of these things where if, if it's like, I don't like when able-bodied people play disabled characters yep. for the same yeah. reason. Sure. You can, you, if, you know, in a class or something maybe, but on film, these are spaces that have historically kept the communities that they're talking about out of being able to play their own, uh, you know, members and so why, you know, why continue gatekeeping that in a way? It's that it's that saying of nothing about us without us. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's why I really enjoy A Quiet Place. And uh, I don't know if you've seen yeah. the Sarah Paulson movie Run, but the actress mm -hmm. who is in the wheelchair in that, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's actually um, handicapped. So, yeah, I don't I don't like when I see that. When you see yeah. people that clearly you know they're not disabled and they're playing a disabled character. I've Yeah, I've, because yeah. then it becomes a caricature. And it's also this thing of... You know, because I, I got into an argument with someone about this recently where they were saying, so you can only make movies about your exact story and you can only play your exact, uh, you know, identity. And it's not limited like that. Like I can, you know, there are a million different identities to have while still not appropriating a, a community that's that's not yours. And I think there's a difference between playing, uh, you know, um, a drug addict and playing a queer character because one is an identity and one is an experience, Correct. for example. Yeah. So like yeah. you can still, there's still lots of wiggle room, uh, I would think. And obviously I don't speak for everybody. Not everyone feels this strongly about it, but well, I, I, you know. I think you feel strongly about it because you are a working actress. Cause we've had this yeah. discussion before where, you know, when it kind of like Jenna works really hard, that's why she's always busy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like, I would love to have that kind of career, but the truth is Jenna's a chameleon. She can, you know, you can play a lot of different things. I so, can present as straight, which is a privilege. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, less so now that I'm bald, but before it was much easier. <laughs> oh, you'll be wearing a full length blonde wig in my next film. Thank you. Fantastic. Um, Thank you, right. <laughs> no, but, but you know, like when it comes to me, like if there's, for some reason, I used to have this agent that would always send me to like super masculine roles, like the jock army dudes. And I'm like, 
do you know who I am? <laughs> like, I can try, but like this army guy is going to have a secret. Um, and so like, you know, it, it's kind you of a shame. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind of a shame to see, you know, opportunities for a character that can be more feminine if they're a male given to someone that is not in the queer space because it's like okay well there's actors like me that would love the opportunity right. um and we just don't get them because they're taken usually by straight actors because they say they want to play it safe and bring someone popular in the role right mm. and then along the same i mean and that brings up a really good point too about the way characters are written is is slowly starting to improve because that's also been a problem of like classically especially gay male characters are written very much much in, in a certain sort of stereotypical box and we're starting to break out of that where like to me like for example the pharmacist in the short film that you played like he could be gay it doesn't really matter it's just I want whatever I wanted whatever you would bring to it whereas like historically queer roles are like written in in a way that's not representative mm. of the experience of a lot of queer people and that's i think part of the problem yeah. and similarly to like you know when we see things like sia's movie music like talk about a train wreck in terms of casting a, a neurotypical actor to play an autistic character and i'm glad it got so much backlash because we shouldn't still be doing that shit yeah <laughs> what was that one it's you didn't hear about it because nobody saw it because oh. it got so much backlash <laughs> it was called music okay. it was the one that sia the musician made uh, oh, and she, had, okay. she had a neurotypical actor play an autistic character, but on which is already a problem. Yeah. But on top of that, which is also something I feel strongly about because my brother is on the spectrum oh. um, and has other challenges as well. But he, uh, on top of that, the character in that in her movie is written like it's just a complete stereotype, oh, and it's geez. like considered very offensive to autistic people. Okay. Yeah. So, so the right, it starts with the writing and, and that can also be, you know, there is something to be said of, we don't just need queer actors playing these roles. We need queer writers writing these roles right. and, you know, queer directors uh, telling these stories. And it's not that every single person involved has to, you know, I'm not trying to police the <laughs> film industry. Not every single person has to be able to speak to the experience, but there need to be enough involved that it feels authentic. Yeah. Like it feels yeah. organic. Yeah. That makes total yeah. sense. And, that's and we're moving in the right direction. And Slowly. speaking on that too, it's uh, there's a movie that came out recently called They Slash Them, and I was like, oh, this looks like it's going to be good representation. I don't know if you've seen it. It is terrible representation. I have not seen it. Yeah, it's is it one... about like a non-binary murderer or something? What uh, is it about? So it's about um, it's about a bunch of kids that uh, what is it, Mikey? Like their parents are sending them a to a gay like... conversion. There we go. They're a gay conversion camp. Yeah, and I Kevin Bacon's the star, which. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was going to be good representation. I got excited for it, but after I watched it, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it, but when the reveal happens, you're like, that is the opposite of what we're trying to do. Like, everything before that was pretty good, but then the the, the twist happened, and I was like, you kind of just took everything mm -hmm. you had going for you and uh, flushed it down the toilet. So I'm Yikes. with you. Well, if I watch it, I'll find a way to not pay for it. Yes, please. Yeah. I, think it's on, <laughs> I think it's on Peacock it's for on free. It's on Peacock. Yeah, for free. So, so okay. um, but, I haven't seen it because of all the stuff that I've heard. Yeah, it's... But, yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm not dying to. Yeah, it's not even. Bad. I don't even want to give it the numbers, but yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that just goes to show that some some people get real enthusiastic and uh, have the right idea, but Poor sometimes execution. you just need a sensitivity reader yeah. before you put your stuff out there to make sure that it's you know good yeah. to go. Realistic. You know? Um, 
and it, so on that subject too, uh, are there any tropes that you see in movies? Like, you know, for example, the sassy gay friend. I mean, do you feel like there's been a shift away from those or are we still kind of utilizing those in, in the industry? I think both, you know, I, I think that there's, like we were saying before, I think there, historically we have been limited to things like that. Um, we've, and we're, you know, just starting, I feel like, to see queer women outside of something like the L word, uh, which, you know, it... Oh, please, I'm about to lose my lunch. <laughs> Is that what the L stands for? <laughs> yes. <laughs> ladies who lunch. <laughs> ladies who lunch. <laughs> More like ladies who munch, am I right? I was about um, to say, I was like, lunch on what? Stay tuned to find oh. out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so think, sandwiches. Go ahead. Mm, I think we're moving in the right in the right direction in terms of of that sort of thing Uh, in terms of what a queer person can look like and act like and be and you know whether they're villainized or like i'm also personally just tired of seeing coming out stories okay i don't i don't yeah Yeah. i mean i don't don't put them in the woods let's kill the gays (laughs) but like in a fun way um, yeah, we don't, or, we don't need to be coming out all the time. We don't need to. It's not the only kind of story. And it puts all of this emphasis on something that, you know, is is not. Some people never come out. Some people don't want to come out and no one has to. And it's also like not the only type of story. And I guess that's what I was trying to allude to before with the with the pharmacist thing is that like we can have characters that are queer, but that's not their entire identity. Right. Similarly in the way of like, not every movie with Jews needs to be about the Holocaust. Not every movie with black people needs to be a slave narrative. Like everyone is is multifaceted and has a nuanced story to who they are. And so it's interesting. I think the best representation is when we have characters who come from marginalized groups, but that's not their entire story. The story isn't about that. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to shout out a movie that did do it really well, even though I have my qualms for this movie and Austin likes to fan this movie's nuts. But Evil Dead Rise, I didn't realize that the older son was a trans man or trans boy because he's like 16. Um, I haven't seen that movie yet. Yeah, so they didn't mention it. Mm-hmm. They And it was, you find out after the fact in the movie, some news article was like, oh, by the way, that's great. That's so what I'm like, saying. That's Just amazing. cast trans people. Yeah. yeah. Just cast trans people. Don't expect a, a hand job for it. Don't expect it to be this whole big fanfare. Just like do it. Yeah. That, it was a good it way to be inclusive um, without yeah. like spotlighting that person. So yeah, I agree with you. Michael. Yeah. And if I can, if I can plug something else. Oh, there's sure. There's a movie that I, that I wrote and star in um, that my primary partner directed that hopefully will come out later this year. Um, slash Mikey's sister wife um, Ooh, that will I hopefully come out later this year um, and or beginning of next year depending on what festivals it gets into but it's called Faceless After Dark and the main character is I, I play her and she's very obviously queer uh, it's implied that she's uh, queer in the way that I am which is like in the bisexual verse I just don't really use that word because it implies that to me it implies that there's only two genders which is not true okay um but you definitely see her interact with uh, that. She's in a long-term relationship with a woman. It's not a source of strife. It's just a part of her life. You see her have this interaction with a man later. It's not a big thing. It's whatever. Uh, and you also watch her going. Uh, she's also gender non-conforming. And you watch her go from being the protagonist to the antagonist. It's got kind of oh. like a taxi driver arc. Okay. Um, yeah. So like, you know, if you're too, if like Mikey kind of alluded to this before, don't be too precious about these things either of like, 
you know, maybe don't kill us first, but it doesn't mean you can't <laughs> at all. Yeah. Right. Uh, Be yeah. Michael Myers and kill us in our house. <laughs> but leave us propped against each other. Like in, what was it? Kills? Was it Halloween Kills? Yeah. I don't oh, know. but also, also they cast straight guys to play those gay, that gay couple. So never mind. I was actually, don't yeah. Kills. I was going to say part of the problem is also that when straight people have played queer roles, let's not call them brave. Like let's oh, not no. let's not put Brendan Fraser, who I love, in a fat suit and then call him brave. Like let's not, you know, it's brave to live in a way where you're actually in danger in your everyday life. It's not brave to put on a costume that you take off when you leave work. Right, because you're not that person at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, so the you... lives aren't real. I'm just gonna say it <laughs> anyway. Uh, you mentioned, uh, so just, I just, from what you mentioned, is bisexual something that is kind of something that we should not be referencing? Because I know you said that alludes to... I won't say that because there are a lot of people that don't see it that way. Okay. I just personally don't okay. use that word. But a in lot of my, people are fine with it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in my, um, well, because I was going to say, like, on, the, on face value, bisexual means that you're attracted to men and women. Right. And then mm -hmm. in Jenna's case, queer is she's attracted to the human race it seems yes. like okay um, that was my next but, question yeah but it's also like more pansexual i guess okay yeah but also like to jenna's point like when you say you're bisexual most people don't mean it this way but like it then insinuates but i'm not attracted to this other stuff yeah yeah i'm not, <laughs> oh. here. I'm not okay. here for the envy weirdos like i can't be yeah with all that okay that was sarcasm i'm very here for the envy weirdos <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it kind of i i feel it excludes people who are non-binary or just or gender fluid or just don't identify with gender at all but yeah but there are a lot of people that don't i don't think it's offensive i just okay. don't personally use it okay no i was just curious because yeah. i wonder you know i'm trying to you know make sure i'm you know know as much as possible and i don't want to say something that might be offensive so i always like to learn as much as i can yeah um so well, that's the right attitude i love mm -hmm. that well, yeah, like I said, I'm, and I want to be politically correct, and I also want to, you know, you know, further my knowledge of stuff that I just don't know about. So I'm, um, I'm glad to be no, like that was, that was my next question was what exactly is like what's the definition of queer? Uh, but Mikey, you already answered that, so perfect. Um, I just, I, I, I use queer to just mean not straight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I use, I yeah, use. I got better, you. That's a better definition overall. Thanks. Um, I, yeah, I just use it to mean anything that's uh, anything under the umbrella of all the letters. Okay, it's not heterosexual. I got you. That makes that makes perfect sense. Um, and last uh, on this topic here, is there anything this month you'd like to shine a light on for Pride Month? Any issues, projects, anything? I mean, the Trevor Project is a great organization. I've done some script readings that have benefited them. Okay. As far as I know, they're still good. <laughs> I feel like every day we find out about organizations that are not not what we thought they were. But as far as I know, the Trevor Project does amazing things. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I obviously, Mikey, I want you to have a, a chance to speak on this as well. But I, I think the most important, more important than any sort of organization or cause, I think we just you know, need to accept and celebrate people who aren't like us and take the focus off of trying to understand things and just be compassionate, even if you don't understand. I think more important than, you know, supporting any particular organization is loving your children for who they are, yep. loving your friends and family members for who they are, and let giving people space to, to fucking change their mind about who they are when they grow. Piggybacking off what Jenna said, just be kind. I... I'm currently working on stuff for like 
my day job um, for Pride and, you know, just terms of like, hey, things that you might not know, you know, right now there is a spotlight on the trans portion of our community specifically. Yeah. And like Jenna says, I don't understand because I'm not trans, but you don't have to right. understand. Right. Just be, just be nice to people. Um, yeah. Really look into what your local policy or politics is getting into when they start making these bills and masking it as protecting kids Mm -hmm. um speak up because even if you are just a straight cisgendered person you're gonna cross paths with somebody that you care about that is going to be gay or is going to be trans or some something and it doesn't put your morals up for debate if you just say that's cool i don't understand maybe even my religion like kind of advises against that but like as an american land of the free like yeah you deserve human rights like yeah, yeah. Absolutely. and also like austin is doing ask questions and also us on the lgbt side be nice in return <laughs> because sometimes we don't go about it the right way um, and we can be a little aggressive and you catch more what is it you catch more flies Hun- with honey or bees yes with honey. Than with vinegar yeah yeah so everybody just chill the fuck out yeah <laughs> and, nice. and to piggyback off of that piggyback oh. i would also add i know it's fucking stacking <laughs> I, I would also add that because a lot of people who argue against this stuff, they if they're not queer themselves, they're freaked out because they don't like the idea of something being new or different than what's familiar to them because we're inherently afraid of the unknown. What I want to point out, and I'm not the first person to point this out, is that none of this is new. Literally none of this is new. Sure, some of the language is new, but the concepts and the existence of, of queer and, and trans people asexual people, you name it. None of that is new. I mean, before this land was horrifically colonized, a lot of indigenous communities acknowledged more than two genders and had had and have still um, people who identified as two-spirit. I mean, even old, old, old school Judaism actually acknowledged seven different genders. So like all of these concepts have been around and these people have always been around. It's just now it's in some places for some people getting a little bit safer to admit who we are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, learning a lot today. I like this. So let's get into kind of changing gears a little bit here. Let's talk about your background of horror movies, because I always like to ask this to anyone who's new to the show. Um, So where did it all start for you? My origin story, so to speak, is that when I was young, I had, uh, I might still have, but now it's under control in in ways that we don't need to get into, um, endometriosis. And so as a result, my periods were always a fucking nightmare. Like if you've seen The Shining, the part where the elevator doors open, it was that. It was that for a week, every month. Um, And no one's allowed to get grossed out by this because this is a horror podcast. So this is very on Hello. (laughs) Hello. So, and not only that, but they were unbelievably painful. Like I was in, I was like bleeding so much. I was in danger of getting getting an iron deficiency. And I was in so much pain that like I would be hopped up on painkillers. They would do nothing for me. So there would be a couple days every month where I would just have to stay home from school because I would be so in so much debilitating pain. I literally couldn't get off the couch. And my parents, um, we didn't have a ton of money. So they always worked full time. They both still do. And, um, and my brother was in school as well. And so the days when I stayed home, I would just be on the couch watching, you know, whatever was on. And very often it was horror movies that I probably should not have been watching. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
And that's what began. And then I and then I remember it only continued because I had this very bizarre friend in middle school who was an arsonist. Oh shit! <laughs> and he, he was the one who who introduced me to the Saw franchise. Ah, okay. but he didn't. He was too ADHD to watch the whole movie, so he just only showed me the torture scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Just the highlights. Oh, just the, yeah, just the highlights. Breeze through this real quick. Okay, here you go. All right, yeah. next one. Yeah, Goodness. yeah, yeah. Right. So there's a key, but it's in his face, right? Let's just set <laughs> oh some shit on goodness. fire. I hope he's okay. That yeah. like, unlocked a memory in me. I think about him sometimes. Oh, Maybe goodness. he listens to the show. Uh, message oh, us, Jordan. Hit me up. Small Come world. On, Jordan. Could you imagine? Oh my god. <laughs> um, do you like the Saw franchise, by the way, or do you kind of have, do you not like them because you were only shown bits and pieces of them? <laughs> I, I haven't seen enough of them to really have an opinion, I think, because I don't think I ever revisited after that. I Yeah, uh, you saw all the best parts and you're like, well, fuck, I don't need to watch this Why now. would I even, yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the point? The point? <laughs> yeah, I remember really liking what I saw. I think it's a very original concept. It, it clearly spawned a, you know, a yeah. movement of torture porn. Oh, yeah. Which obviously I've contributed to. <laughs> For better or for worse, so I respect that. Any movie that you know, like like one of my, and I th I, I think you were kind of um, asking this as well. Like one of the earlier ones I saw that got me, you know, that was the gateway drug was the original Blair Witch Project. Ah, I, and mm -hmm. I bring that up because I think any movie that fundamentally changes the genre deserves to be respected, oh, yeah. even if it's not your cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, they a put monument. A, they put a lot a of monument. background stuff into that movie, like making people believe the actors were missing. I mean this was a t this is 99 oh. so oh. this really? is yeah. this is like well before you know the internet was very popular um we didn't have yes. smartphones so shit people believe that shit you know what this i mean this was the birth of quote based on a true story movies right yeah and really <laughs> yeah. what spawned the countless found footage movies we have now yeah. yes there were exactly. some before this but this one was really the the big one um, yeah okay so now a couple a couple favorite horror movies that are just off the top of your head you know what are sure. what are what are stuff is what are what is stuff that you are into goodness tongue tied uh, the th John Carpenter's The Thing is probably my favorite okay. horror movie. I like it. Uh, in terms of like more contemporary ones, The Platform is a Spanish horror film. Yes, that is. Uh, I saw that recently and I, I loved it. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's 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 a it's an allegorical movie about why capitalism is bad, basically, and how trickle down economics do not exist. Right. And it's in favor of socialism, and so oh, obviously but everybody I loves love Reagan. I mean, <laughs> wait, what sitcom is that? I feel like I've heard of it. <laughs> oh, it was. Uh, it's called America nineteen. Uh... <laughs> everybody loves Reagan. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Fuck that piece uh. of shit. Hope he's yeah. rotting in hell. Um, anyway, yeah, that one's great. Um, what else? I mean, It Follows is fantastic. Okay. Yes. It Follows is so good. I remember the, um, Raw, the French film. Yes. Great. Okay. Um, the okay. French version of Martyrs is good. Yes, not the American Blumhouse remake. The yeah, the, I did yeah. not see that one. Yeah, <laughs> I I never saw it either. I saw the original. I was like, you know what? I don't even need to bother. Nothing's gonna top this movie. That movie is very very shocking. If you've never seen it. Um, yeah. So you like a, like you've got a pretty like well versed. Those are a lot of good movies. I did not expect. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So is now and you, you mentioned a lot of horror movies from a lot of different genres. But is there a particular genre that you gravitate towards more, or are you just like me and you just pretty much like everything? I try. I try to keep a diverse palette, but for the most part, I really like. I love allegorical horror. I mean, I love anything Jordan Peele does. Yeah. Uh, and I love psychological horror. Mm -hmm. 
those tend to be what I gravitate towards. Okay. But but I'm open. Funnily enough, Terrifier, I'm proud of it, but it's not the type of horror movie that I would seek out if I were just watching. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty brutal. I, it's yeah. pretty brutal. I don't typically go for that type of horror, okay. but yeah. I'm open to it if it's if it's like great. I mean, it's like call what is it? It's brutal sleaze, but I love it. It like, is brutal. It's smut. It's yeah. brutal smut. But it's and so you mentioned earlier that you contributed to torture porn. I think we've had this discussion before, but I don't consider it torture porn because there's more rhymed reason. To me, torture porn is just soft, like throw hostile. people, yeah, like throw people in a situation, you're literally watching them suffer. But like in Terrifier, they're not there just to be tortured. They just die in a gross way. Um, that's true. You're and right. so that's why I, I separated a little bit. Um, I, I like don't that. like torture porn. Um, uh, no, I like that. Cause you're right. Cause the characters matter more in terrifier. Yeah. yeah. Despite yeah. what some people uh, have, some people act. Um, they, they definitely <laughs> like you care about them. Whereas yeah. you're right in torture porn. It is more just like, you don't care about any character you meet. Cause you know yeah. that within moments like, they will be gone. <laughs> the reason why I don't say, Oh, watch the whole thing of sauce because they don't even really do a lot of character development. Right. You don't know these people. You, know you don't care for them. You just know that they're going to probably get their face snapped in half. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Yeah. Makes I was going to say, I was <laughs> sorry. I was, my brain was jumping back. I was going to say that some supernatural horror I can get behind too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love I, that. I do love like, some supernatural um, horror. Like Gungium. Um, oh, Haunted Asylum. Like, Haunted Asylum. Yeah, we just did an episode on that like two, uh, two weeks ago. I love that really? one. Really? Yeah, I it's love so that good. movie. It's so good. It's, it's like... so good. And then I want to call this a companion piece. I don't consider it like a remake. Um, Ghost Adventures. Or sorry. Grave Encounters. Ghost Grave Encounters. That's yeah. the I was like, show. Ghost Adventures, <laughs> a show? Oh I did used to watch that show, but no, that's I meant Grave Encounters. Yeah. Well, like, dang, hopefully the show. filmmakers didn't hear that. Well, like, that is a deep cut. I'm so sorry. If the filmmakers listen to this, I, Grave Encounters is one of my favorite fucking horror movies. I did not mean to do you so dirty. Well, they do uh, They do really mimic Ghost Adventures, so it's totally understandable. It's like making yeah. fun of Ghost Adventures at right. the beginning. That's yeah. why I yeah. <laughs> uh, In my defense. It does very vibe like that, uh, movie is so yeah. good. that movie is a good one. Yeah, I usually watch those back to back because they're very similar movies. Yeah, they're companion pieces. I right, would say. exactly. Yeah. Uh, they're not torture porn. No, <laughs> just very clear. spooky supernatural, which is funny because like Grave Encounters kind of kicks off immediately and is kind of spooky throughout. And then Gonjium, it waits until like the last 20, 30 minutes and then it just, <laughs> it just punches you in oh, the face. Oh my God. <laughs> it is. It is. I forgot about that when I was watching it again. I'm like. I don't. I remember this movie being scary, and then it started happening. I was like, "Oh, the, there it is." Yeah, now I'm horrified. Um, right. So going back to Terrifier, let's just kind of segue into how you got into acting and uh, how the role of you know how you got the role of Tara and Terrifier. I got into acting by well, when I was when I was a little kid, I spent a lot of time just telling stories. Um, my my brother I mentioned has a, a eight different neurological and physical uh, disabilities. I love him very much. We're very close. He's in the film as well. Oh, nice. Um, and then the short film that we spray bottle that we keep mentioning. Uh, cast an autistic person as an autistic character. Imagine that. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to stop with the diatribes. No, I won't. That's a lie. <laughs> Never stop. Uh, because he, he, you know, required uh, a lot, a lot of care and a lot of therapy. Uh, I'd had to entertain myself quite often. And so I would just be telling stories. I'd be like in the corner telling stories. And I was that fucking weirdo. And then once I learned how to write, I did a lot of writing. I got into theater in high school. And then I started doing um, film, like mm -hmm. right after that. 
Okay, yeah, because it, it was kind of just a natural segue. Yeah, because like I said, uh, according to IMDb, it dates all the way back to 2010. So you've been doing it for about 13 years now, which is uh, oh, which is awesome. Oh, good God. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to just throw a whole bunch of, throw, throw that at you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel. And you mentioned Terrifier. I was... suddenly have back pain. Oh, yeah. You asked about how I how I get uh, got the role of Tara Hayes. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm just yeah. wondering how that, you know, did you just know, did you meet Damien somewhere or did you, you know, try out for the role or how, how did it work exactly? For the life of me, neither of I, neither of us can remember how we met. Like we have tried to figure it out. We don't know, but okay. we somehow met and I auditioned for a different film of his that he oh. never actually ended up making. So I don't know. He made, I don't know if you've seen it. He, prior to All Hallows Eve, he had made a couple of short films. Okay. One of them was called The Ninth Circle. He was trying to get The Ninth Circle made into a feature. And so I auditioned for that feature. Mm. And then he somehow got the money for Terrifier and he said, you know, I thought you were great. Uh, do you want to be in this other one instead? Because this one is actually happening. And so he sent me the script. And first of all, I was not in a position to be picky at all. <laughs> so I, you know, at, at that time anyway, I wasn't about to say no. But then also it's he, I could tell that he was really passionate and was um, very respectful and it seemed like fun. And, you know, the rest is herstory. Herstory, yeah. Okay. Uh, so what was it like working with Damien and David? I, I know my buddy Rick Stazinski, who you might know, maybe... Is he selfie guy? Selfie guy, yeah. He's one of my good buddies, and he, you know, he's always hanging out with them. They seem like awesome people. Um, so, just what was it like working with uh, with David in, in that creepy clown makeup? Oh my god! Yeah, I only I only know who Rick is because I briefly met him at a, a convention, I think, in January. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know what either of them are like to work with now that their heads are huge. But <laughs> at the time, no one, you know. This was a, a tiny indie movie no one had ever heard of. And obviously I'm still close with them. Like I still kick it with them at conventions nice. uh, all the time. But um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a very intense shoot. I'd be lying if I said it was fun all the time because <laughs> it's indie movie. You don't have a lot of time. You don't have a lot of days. You don't have a lot of resources. We were shooting in an abandoned building that was fucking freezing. I'm in a tiny costume. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> You know, and and we were shooting nights. So we were filming 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Every, every night, which oh, makes man. you go insane. Yeah. And, you know, and not all of the crew was entirely professional. But I will say there were still times when we had a lot of fun. I did do all of my own stunts in it since That's we mentioned awesome. that earlier. <laughs> and and, you know, and, and Damien was definitely, um, you know, like for the part where I get spoiler alert shot in the face, he got on the ground and went through the motions before he had me do it. Like oh, he wow. had them point the same prop gun at his face and like, you know, showed me that it was empty and went through all the motions to show that he like wasn't taking that part lightly, which I really appreciate because wow. as we've seen with the, the tragedy that, that happened on Rust, that was oh. completely avoidable. Yeah. You know, he, he made sure to be, uh, you know, to show me that he wasn't taking that lightly. And, you know, was just very, very grateful that I was a part of it and, you know, working for minimum wage and, and like showing up and, and crushing it. Yeah, and and so killing it, was, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, no, he, so he was, he was very appreciative um, uh, and like got me a cake when I wrapped and it was really, really <laughs> sweet. And That's we like awesome. had a games where we would try to like, cause everyone was always any, any spare moment you fall asleep because your the hours are like, your brain doesn't quite work when you'd never see the sun so we would have like games where we would try to take pictures with the other one when they would pass out <laughs> behind them being like 
Like I have a picture of uh, one of the producers and uh, David in full clown makeup is like hovering over him while he had passed out. And like, that's my contact photo for him. That's so, awesome. you know, you, you find ways to make a, a, an intense environment a lot of fun because you have to because you're just making a fucking movie. It's not yeah. surgery. like if it's, you know. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, Damien and I have talked about it. I hope to work with him again. There's nice. some other stuff that he's working on. That's not terrifier related though. I also know that there are a lot of people that will be mad if Tara doesn't come back as they should be Yeah, not going <laughs> to argue with those, those people. And then David, I mean, it's funny because people always ask about if he was scary, he is until he actually speaks again. And then he's not scary at all because yeah, was, if you've heard him talk, yeah. his voice is like very, he just has a very like goofy, silly way about him, which I love. Yeah, he's very non-threatening. Like, yeah, yeah. He's. We, I would absolutely win in a fight between the two of us <laughs> in real life, which is why he had to bring out a gun. He had to cheat because otherwise uh, I was going to fucking cheater, break Cheater, man. I yeah. think. I, think that's I mean, a, I think. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to end with, I think that the reason he's scary is because he falls into this sort of, clowns in general, I think, fall into this sort of uncanny valley of they look human, but not quite. And so right. there's something in our brains that like is similarly with AI, that's, it, it's very uncomfortable to us. And I think that's part of it. And at least in the first movie, I find it unsettling that we don't know why he's doing any of this. Right. There's no rhyme or reason. Like it's all very senseless and... And it seems like he's just doing it for fun, which I think is like morbidly fascinating and horrifying on another level. But oh yeah, but yeah as, as a human being, David's not frightening in any way. <laughs> um, I just want to ask the question on everybody's mind. Okay. Oh, was was Tara's original last name Fire, and why did you it, change it? <laughs> I think we should start a rumor that it was. <laughs> I think what if her middle name was Fire? What if it's Tara Fire Fire Hayes, Hayes. <laughs> but it's spelled like. Fire Island, like F-Y-E-R. F-Y. Like, really, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, the real question I had is, uh, as we know, Terrifier is getting a re-release in theaters. Yes. Thanks for the plug, baby. Do you have any plans for any special appearances? Or like, does this mean anything for you? Or are you just kind of chilling and see what happens? I do. I'm so glad you asked. It's almost like I told you to ask that, except I like actually didn't, which is, which is just reading my brain again as usual <laughs> gay stuff gay stuff gaydar i'm excited i i mean i'm excited that it's coming to theaters because it had a very very limited release when it first came out but that was before it was on netflix so no one really knew what it was so this is really the first time it's ever going to be in theaters because it yeah. made this huge splash on streaming back when it first came out which is the only reason that the second one could be released in theaters. Like the right. only reason the second one got a theatrical release is because the first one had created such a rabid fan base online. And so I'm really excited that all of the people who have been so like present company included, who have been so supportive and loyal about the movie, you know, that everyone will get a chance to see it on the big screen. Like that's really, really exciting to me. And to answer the question about the appearance thing, there is, so we did do this for Renfield recently. There's a historic theater in Atlanta called the Plaza. Oh yeah. It's been around forever. Yeah. How do you, what, how do you know about the Plaza theater? Uh, oh man. So back in my uh, rave days when I used to go to dubstep shows uh, in my twenties, when I, <laughs> you know, didn't have back pain every fucking day, uh, I went all over the country to festivals and shit. And I saw excision at the Plaza uh, when he came to town in Atlanta. There was a rave show at the Plaza? If I'm, it's like a theater theater. Yeah, it's like a th it's like a, they got like three stories in it, like for balcony seating and stuff. Is that not the Plaza? 
The plaza is like a movie theater. You might be thinking of the three-story one. There used to be a place called um, the Masquerade that had like oh okay hell, purgatory, and heaven. That might have been what it was. Venues. Okay, that might have been what it was. Never mind. Disregard. (laughs) No, that's okay. I mean, maybe it was the plaza. I love the idea. It's like this really old-school theater. So I love the idea of a bunch of rave kids taking it over. So maybe (laughs) I'm totally wrong. I love that idea. And it recently got renovated. Oh okay. Collapsed. So maybe. Oh god. (laughs) You know. The rave kids brought it down. Probably but all that base. <laughs> all that it was all that all that base. Uh, but yeah, so I'm excited because so we did it for Renfield, where a local production company called Wax and Wayne will host these uh, these like specialty screenings, basically. And we did one for Renfield where there was a screening at the plaza, and then they had me come up and do like a Q and A, nice, you know, talk back sort of fun thing afterwards. A little bit of like, uh, and there was another one here that did some sort of trivia and things like that. So for Terrifier, we have been talking with the Plaza and it sounds like we're going to do a similar thing where uh, they're going to try to get it to show there and not just at, you know, the the big chains. And uh, they want me to be there to similarly to answer questions and, and do trivia and maybe like, you know, sign stuff and take pictures and it should be a whole event and I'm, I'm really excited about it. It'll be a lot we should go crash at Austin. Uh, please, I know where, I know where I'm going to be. <laughs> please heckle me. You know oh. I love nothing more. Because oh I'm, I'm sure Carrie didn't do it for me at the Renfield version or one. I mean, she's, you know, she, no one can heckle like you can. I know. It's, she's it's still true. learning. <laughs> um, that's coming out, uh, re-release in theaters in like July or August? In July. July. In July, perfect. So that's going to, yeah, because we're doing this episode way early. But um, so that'll be after this episode airs. And um, it's supposed to just go to like nationwide, right? Just kind of like select theaters mm-hmm. here and there. They are apparently releasing it in 800 theaters. Oh shit. Okay. From so what I have heard. So you should be able to see this no matter where you are. If you're in the U S uh, I, I know I'm going to see it. I'll probably see it a couple times if I can, because yeah. you know, I never got to see it in theaters. I saw it on Netflix. Exactly. So I want yeah. to go th- see, you know, have the theatrical experience. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So yeah, if you, if you're a terrifier fan, like I am um, definitely go check that out this summer. I know I will be. And let's see here. So you, you you briefly talked about taking pictures of sleeping people on the Terrifier set. Do you have any fun ba- uh, like BTS stories? Anything you could share? I was I was wondering what this was going to segue into. <laughs> uh, I mean, there was one where like I was going back to where I was staying or something, and we had just finished like wrapped in the morning, uh, and. I still kind of had some blood on me, some fake blood. And I remember being worried that I was going to like draw attention in, in a negative way on, on the New York subway. <laughs> and then I looked over and there was a person having a full blown argument with their own reflection. Oh. So no one cares as about you me. Do. Yeah, as you do. Plus <laughs> it's, it's New York too. So people really just know how to, you know, not uh, like not look at you. Seriously. Because when I went there, um, you'd see the craziest shit. And I'm standing there, not from there, like looking at all these people acting crazy. But like most people in New York just don't bother. They just walk on by. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, that's just New York. Yeah, that's just New York. So I, I didn't know that you guys shot in New York. I had no idea. We shot in, we, we, uh, we were mostly in New Jersey, actually. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But I went into New York on the weekends to, to like take meetings and see friends and things like that. Nice. Okay. Were you, were you living in New York at the time? No, I, was I in LA at the time? I think I might've been living in LA. Oh, wow. Okay. 
I don't know. Time means T- time means nothing. nothing. <laughs> so let's talk about Renfield. Uh, that is kind of the the main issue, main topic here today. Is that's what I'm going to title this episode because it is a new awesome movie that everyone should see. And uh, let's talk about what it was like landing the role of Carol and uh, and working with Nick Cage, Aquafina, Nicholas Holt. I mean, that's. That's pretty awesome. Did you get to meet Nick Cage? Yes. Oh, my God. And Okay, I heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true, so I want to verify it. Did he stay in character in between shots? Not to the degree that people are talking about. Okay. Not, <laughs> like, like, not like Jim Carrey kinda, on Man of the Moon, where he was... No. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> not not to that degree. He's not... It's not like a Daniel Day-Lewis thing. Like, he's, he's very fun to work with, and he's always trying different things. And he's... I mean, it's watching him as, like, a master class, because he's just always workshopping and clearly cares very deeply about his craft. But Awesome. And there would be times where I could see him kind of getting back... You know, I mean, like, you could see him when we would get close to going into another take. Like, you could see him kind of getting back into it. Okay. But he wasn't... He would he would be, like, laughing in between takes and okay. having a fun time. But there was also, at the same time, at one point, I looked over, and he was in one of those, like, director chairs that they put cast in in between shots and he's in there in his like red velour suit and he's got the acrylics on and the teeth and he's just in the full makeup and he's just sitting there like hissing at nothing <laughs> so there would also be moments like that <laughs> he's practicing he was exactly and my the first moment i met him was because they sat me next to him at the table read oh shit okay. which was like amazing and also made me promptly shit myself because this was my first, you know, for people that don't know the table read is when they get the cast. I'm sure you guys both know, but when they get the cast together before you've started filming and they, they have everyone read through the scripts right. just to hear it in everyone's voices out loud, you know, show the studio heads kind of what to expect and, and uh, everyone can kind of give notes and, and you can just get a feel for it and see what works. And yeah, and they sat and they didn't bring in the entire cast because there are a lot of um, smaller roles that they would kind of have some of us like double up and things like that. But yeah, they, they brought me out for that. And, and I was sitting next to him. And I just remember one of my first I mean, we met as though, you know, it was a normal thing, which was very strange where I'm like, oh, hi, I'm Jenna. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm Nick. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I know. <laughs> right. But like, you know, you tr- I try to be as normal as possible. And he's just like super goth. He's like dressed like this old goth, but then he has like a glittery phone case and then like a pink glittery phone case. And then I just remember one of my first interactions with him that like, this is my peak moment. And like, I could just die and go to the grave after this. My friend, Keith Brooks, who plays one of the ska guys at the beginning. He's so fucking funny and just like one of the sweetest people. And he was asking me about the, this cat who's right here behind my laptop. Because <laughs> she does tricks. I've taught her how to do tricks, which is my crowning achievement. Oh. And Keith was asking about that. I didn't think Nicolas Cage was paying attention because why the fuck would he? We were just like chatting before <laughs> things got started. And I'm telling Keith about how my cat can high five and like turn a little circle. She can sit, she can play fetch. And then I just hear this voice go, oh, that's really impressive. (laughs) He was listening. (laughs) And then we ended up talking about cats. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love it. Because he has three cats. We just ended up talking about cats. Oh, my God. I was like, this is the fucking, this can only go downhill from here. This is too good. Did you like clicker uh, clicker train your cat? No, just positive reinforcement. Oh, wow. Okay. She she lives for my validation. Yeah, Austin, you should try that with me sometime. Jeez. Whoa. (laughs) Shots fired. You made me me think of a random question because, you know, you do a lot of movies and stuff. Um, Have you ever had someone like super, uh, what's the word? Like, I guess 
notable like Nicolas Cage be like, oh yeah, like you were good in like the Bye Bye Man, or like I saw you like I mean not the Bye Bye Man, sorry. I'm sure you were great in that, but um, <laughs> you know, you. like oh you you were good in uh, Terrifier. I saw you in Terrifier. That's just the biggest one I can think of. Um, have you ever had anybody do that? I've never had someone like famous do that. Well, wait, uh, what I, huh? oh, I was just saying like I I was watching uh, with Trixie and Katya the. Uh. The yes. very uh, viral YouTube them. series. I love and both of them. This most recent one, Katya was like, "Yeah." And in Terrifier two, the lady uh, gave birth to a clown head. Spoiler alert. Um, and Trixie was like, "What?" She's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "That means Katya's seen the first one. That means oh, Katya knows who Jenna god. is." Oh my god, that makes me so happy. It has happened when I'm not in the room. Like there was an episode of Boulet Brothers, Dragula, uh -huh. where they talked about Terrifier, and I'm not joking. I literally wept i was so happy <laughs> so there have been times like like things like that 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 make me or like there the movie the wild man that you came to the premiere of uh and heckled me through which was the best thank you which was I the just best have to experience. keep you humble <laughs> i need you to keep me humble i i'm so grateful for it like that movie they found me because the director saw my tedx talk but you know, but, but there have been times the opposite has happened to me. It's um, it's very funny because sometimes people will be like, "Oh, do people recognize you from Terrifier?" No, never. No one ever recognizes me from it because I don't have hair, and I'm in that movie. I'm wearing about fifty pounds of makeup. But the opposite has happened, which I think is really funny. Where there have been multiple times where I've been on set or just in the world, and someone is talking about horror movies, and then they start talking about Terrifier, and they're like, "Oh my God, have you seen it?" Like, and I'm like, "I have a trivia fact you might enjoy." <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. Um... Fun fact. Not only have I seen it. So was that yeah. did, was that your uh, actual hair in in Terrifier, or was that? A wig no that was my actual hair okay. we just we flat ironed it because a bitch is has middle eastern genetics and my hair is very curly and we were worried about um continuity and so we straightened oh. it so that was would be more believable as like all taking place over one night but that oh, is true. my actual hair yeah, because it's. I think the biggest twist for that movie is uh, the fact that we everyone thinks that you're was gonna... my actual hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> no, is the fact that we thought. I know. I thought you were going to be the final girl. I know. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen, you know, Terrifier, but thanks. It's about eight years old, but yeah. Appreciate. Um, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it's, it's so funny because, but you end up, you know, getting shot in the face, and then uh, right your. I think it's your sister in the movie is the one that's yeah. the, the actual like final girl. I was like, that was a fun little uh, little cherry on top there because you really. I thought you were going to make it, and sadly, I was like, oh, okay. Like yeah, I mean, I do face. think that's part of why it kind of became yeah. iconic is because he he took that trope and just completely flipped it on its head. Yeah, I do think yeah. that's part of it. Well, you can cut this part of the podcast if we don't want to spoil Renfield, but you ultimately don't make it in like three quarters of it. And I was like, that's so sad. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, another. No, I was I was. But then you come back to life and I was like, no, but then I come back because yeah. I was about to message you and be like, another movie where you didn't make it because I was giving that, her that. shit in Austin because she didn't know what we were walking down some creepy dark street at one in the morning Ooh. and I was like I'm not walking with you in dark alleys because you have a bad reputation of dying in horror movies so true you're so. very smart not her first rodeo ladies yeah. and gentlemen do not because you're right I'm glad you brought up Renfield because it's not my death you don't see in the movie because there was this whole thing of how they wanted it to be like exactly 90 minutes okay and so they they trimmed a lot of stuff uh but i'm excited for whenever the blu-ray comes out and there's hopefully a selection of deleted scenes because Ooh. i'm the only one in the support group who didn't have a stunt double and did my own stunts and we did film a very brutal death of mine so 
I'm, you don't see it in the movie, but I'm hoping we'll see it in the, on the DVD. Yeah, I was just about to ask it's because I, I, I saw it in theaters, uh, you know, first came out. And I was like, okay, I saw everyone die, but I was like, whoa, where's Jenna's character? <laughs> I was like, so you confirm that you don't actually see it on screen. Thank you. Yeah, I was like, hold on a second. Someone's missing from that scene because that scene is like the climax of the movie. And I love that everyone comes back. I thought I was dying laughing when everyone came back in the support group. Because <laughs> I was like, man, uh, why are we killing all these people? These these were like a yeah. wholesome group. But then yeah. they bring Thank it back you. around and like everyone comes back. And yeah, that movie was just, it was so much fun. Um, the run, Thank you. Run time was great. I love like a 90-minute movie because you get in, you get out. It does move. It, it does moves. move very fast. Oh, yeah. I um, do want to say the lady that plays the mafia boss, I forgot I forgot the actress's oh, name. Oh, Shara Agdashalu? She is the sexiest. She is like a, an icon. I oh, forgot I what I saw voice. her in the first time that I was like, who She's is? in a ton of stuff, yeah. She is. I... I can only hope I'm half as luxurious when I'm her age. Same. She is mommy. Like everything, her voice, everything <laughs> she like wears in, in Renfield is fucking iconic. Yeah. I, and she actually oh, sounds yeah. like that in real life. Like at the table read, I remember being like, like the first time I heard her speak, I was like, oh my God. She is a I, like fierce like, woman. the phone book to me. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I usually am not afraid of meeting people. As you know, I will say anything to anyone, but yes, I'm, I love I'd it. be afraid to her, of her. Oh yeah. She's, she's intimidating. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's fucking iconic. I realize I also never actually answered your question about how I booked Renfield. It's oh not shit. I forgot. It's fine. Story. I forgot. I asked it. So <laughs> yeah. like, it's I like, I auditioned two halves of a whole idiot. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I auditioned, but that, but like a six to eight times wow actually there is more to that story if i may that's true. share that's true i asked jenna i was like was someone on renfield like a really big terrifier fan because in the beginning there's a waitress who wears a very similar looking terrifier dress oh, with like, yeah. the skulls yeah. same yeah. cut and everything oh yeah and, and then you're in it and i think there was one more thing that i was like this is kind of like connection to terrifier i don't know um but you're like i don't know but fun fact i originally auditioned for that waitress role and oh. so it's like, oh, that's interesting. But then it's funny that you bring that up because then like the director, Chris McKay, who is a gem to work with, and I really hope I get to again, he never mentioned Terrifier to me when we were working together. But then he did an interview recently where he's like talking about how many horror icons are in the movie. And he specifically is like, oh, yeah, you know, and Jenna's in Terrifier and blah, blah, blah. And I like I didn't even know that he had. It was he so just cool. wanted to keep his cool. Right. Wanted to keep his cool. Not fangirl. <laughs> So sweet. I've been trying to do that yeah, for the last hour and 20 auditioned. minutes. So. <laughs> yeah. I originally auditioned for the waitress and then I auditioned for to be in the support group. And the and the role of Carol was originally uh, written for a man. Oh, okay. That's and then they were like, well, you look like a small boy, so good enough. <laughs> yeah. Best of that. both worlds. Like Best nice of both. Artists. Absolutely. Full Hannah Montana fantasy. <laughs> and then I, so I auditioned for... But I auditioned for it three times and then had two callbacks. Okay. So that's five right there. But then each of the auditions, they asked to see the scenes two different ways. Oh, wow. So that's like, that's why I say eight, because it's like six plus the two callbacks. Yeah. But then, yeah, the callbacks were over Zoom with, with Chris McKay. Oh, nice. And it, they were so much fun. And he just like, <laughs> let me just balls to the wall improv. It was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, okay. it was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, and I'm glad you didn't get the, because that waitress role was pretty small, right? That was a pretty like... She got, yeah, I mean, that, that went to a very talented woman named Brie, 
who's who's also a local actor. It's crazy because I think we must have filmed like a seven hour movie because there are a ton of roles that fully filmed and got cut because I talked to a bunch of oh, other wow. actors who like worked on the movie, but you don't see them in it at all because wow. there's just, you know, you can only fit so much in, into 90 minutes because even with the support group, there was a lot of stuff we did that didn't make it. And we filmed like three different endings. Holy uh, cow. And one of the endings, Ryan Ridley, the guy who wrote the script, one of the endings that he proposed w involved me getting interrupted a third time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I know. That's so funny. Because going going into the movie, I was like, hey, I, like, I, I don't know her personally, but I was like, I know someone in this movie, and I'll tell you after who it was. Because I wanted to see who her favorite person, like in the support group, because I knew kind of what your character was. And she came out and I was like, okay, who was your favorite person in the support group? And she was like, Carol. I was like, okay, that was the person that I know. Yay! So, I, so it's completely unbiased from her. It's, Carol you know, lives. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it just, it was, it was. Thank um, you. I just really enjoyed your performance in that. It was you're very quick witted. Uh, I think you, you nailed all the all the comedy in that movie. And ultimately, you. you know, you did die, but you did get resurrected. So there is that. Thanks. So we can... And there are a bunch of lines of of mine that made the movie that are improv. That's awesome. Okay. Well, and it, yeah, because you mentioned that you have some you know, improv background, so I'm sure that obviously came into uh you know came in handy there. Yeah, well, yeah. and I mean, I you don't always get so lucky as to have a director like Chris who will let you actually play. And sometimes you don't have the time. So yeah. it was, you know, it was a gift to actually be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. because Chris has done, uh, he did the Lego Batman movie, I think. Which is, Which is, I Will Die on This Hill, one of the best Batman movies ever made. Thank you. <laughs> I, I love, love it. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. It's so funny. And I could really see that comedy from Lego Batman movie in this movie. Um, yeah. And when I looked it up afterwards, I was like, that's why this movie is so fucking funny. He did Lego Batman yeah. movie. Like, no shit. Um, and They're I think also both about like codependency right. and like, you know, healthy relationships. And he was also, um, um, he directed or did something the to Tomorrow do with War. Uh, do I? Oh, Tomorrow War, yeah. Um, which I haven't seen. That's the one with Chris Pratt, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Um, I think it's on Amazon. But he also did like uh, some some works with uh, Robot Chicken too. Yeah, not, yeah, he ha he has an Adult Swim background, which yeah. I think is why his humor is so chaotic it's, and why I love it so it's much. So good. Uh, do you know? I mean, um, if you're if you're allowed to share, if you know, does he have anything upcoming that we could be looking out for that you know? I I don't know anything that isn't already public information. I mean, what I know is just what I because I definitely crept on his IMDb because <laughs> I was like I had the same question. He he has a couple things listed on IMDb that he's attached to. Oh, he does. Yeah. Kind okay. of, yeah, and a lot of them seem to be sort of comedy action oh. action comedy so okay lego batman yeah. movie 2 is up there i see i don't know how um, well, yeah right okay <laughs> highlight All right. yeah so i I'm, I'm excited to see more of what he does and hopefully i get to be part of some of it yeah i like i really like i said i really enjoyed renfield it's definitely one of my favorites uh of the year and Thanks. um yeah it was it's just it was like i knew okay it was, it's like it's nick cage's dracula like going into it i'm All like right. i'm gonna like That's it good. I didn't ex sweet. yeah, I didn't expect to love it. Like uh it was it was a lot of fun. That's definitely gonna be on the uh top ten of the year roundup that we do every year. But oh, yeah. I guess last question I have about Renfield is um like I said, I don't know everything about your past, but that was probably was that one of the bigger movies? I you hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Film career. Uh, <laughs> but like was right, that that was right. one of the bigger movies you'd worked on, right? That was a pretty big budget movie yeah, yeah yeah that's that's probably the 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 biggest yeah. i mean the two that that it's my third studio film obviously wandavision is a huge 
was a huge operation because it's Marvel. Yeah. But uh, in terms of films, yeah, it, uh, the three studio movies I've done are The Bye Bye Man was my first one. Right. Uh, and Renfield. And I was also in The Front Runner, which is a political drama. So it, I imagine your audience might not be as familiar with it, <laughs> but it involves a, this a Jason Reitman movie who, you know, directed Ghostbusters Afterlife and Juno oh. and Young Adults, okay. uh, you know, executive produced Whiplash and uh, Jennifer's Body and Spray Bottle. Hey. Oh. I was going to say, and. And one and, more. <laughs> yeah, super fucking excited. Um, okay. But yeah, so so that was, that one, that one was a pretty big operation as well. Okay. Um, obviously there's differences between a, a big budget movie like that and, uh, you yeah. know, something like indie movies, but did you like working on a bigger budget film or indie films, you know, or do you just, you just like to just be involved with whatever? I, I really like going back and forth okay. uh, and that I'm, I'm, I sincerely mean that because I, on, on a big budget project, there is less creative leniency and mm -hmm. there are more cooks in the kitchen inherently. Right. But you also have more time and more resources okay. and, you know, are more likely to qualify for health insurance <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, because that's how it works for us. But on the other. So, you know, it's it's there are a lot of things about that that I love, like, you know, it's just a uh, you get more. There are more toys and there's more time. Right. Uh, and and very often you're working with people who are like, you know, top of their game or have been in it for a really long time. And all of that is amazing. And at the same time. On indie movies, you know, you have almost no time at all. You have very little resources. You're working for very little money. But there's a lot more uh, room for creative input. There's a lot more room to have autonomy, regardless of where you are on the, you know, on the hierarchy. Um, and you're meeting people typically like as they're coming up. And right. sometimes that's how you, like with Mikey, that's how you meet people who you're like, oh, this is like... I enjoyed working with you in this like very intense setting. So like, I want to work with you forever. Okay. You know, imagine, imagine if we had the chance to like have all the, all the, all the money and all the toys and all the, all the most qualified people. And like, if we weren't spread so thin, imagine how much more fun it could be. Right. When, you know, I mean, one day, right. Uh, yes, hopefully one day soon. But yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm I'm very excited for Mr. Mikey over here because of his show that you just actually announced too, which is exciting. Noelia mm -hmm. um, on social That's media. Right, it's a fish. It's I've known about it for a while. To brag, if I may. Yes. Oh, please I, do. Jenna's my uh, I call her my 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 my, 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 my man. Um. No. <laughs> She's like my film mentor. I'm always like, I want to talk to you about this idea. And then I sent her the poster and I was like, what do you think? And she's like, oh, it's nice. And I was like, you fucking liar. That is and not then, what I said. I said it's fun. Oh yeah, it's but fun. It was, was a like, text message and so my enthusiasm didn't come across. I was like, oh, it's because in my mind it read as, ooh, it's fun. But you read it as, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Duh, oh, that's duh, fun. Duh. I was like, this that's bitch. cute. Yeah. Um, you, you read it. You I'm read so happy text for you. As though I was like, yeah, love that for I you. love it. You read it as though it was one of those things where like you asked someone what they thought about the movie, uh, a movie, and they're like, it was shot really well. Yeah. It it's exists fine. in the world. You know. Right. It's, it's a out movie. There. It's a it thing. certainly yeah. is. I saw it no, with my it's eyes. a cool, it's a fucking like a disturbing, creepy fucking poster that raises <laughs> questions. That's the whole point. Yeah. I, I dig it. I'm a, and you I told I me about it and I love the concept. And I'm yeah. excited for you to make it. 
thank you. Yeah, I saw I saw it posted, and I was like, no, Elliot. Wait, I fucking know that, and I looked up to who posted it. I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, that's a really, like, good poster. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really well, like that poster. And, like, to, to kind of bring it back to, to you know, the pride of it all uh, is, like, horror has historically, canonically, been one of the most inclusive genres uh, of any genre when it yeah. comes to any sort of inclusion, really, but especially queer yeah. representation. Like, there's been way more of it in horror than there has in any other genre. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't do it the best way? Yeah, they, they try. They've yeah. always tried. I mean, like, just as <laughs> vaguely at the original Fright Night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or even, like, like Leprechaun you know. uh, in the hood, where they have the... Tra- I don't know if she's transgendered or just queer. Oh, yeah. Uh, Her neighbor. name is Jennifer Aniston. Be respectful. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> That queer Jennifer Aniston. Um, <laughs> I said in the hood, not the first one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, speaking of, how long has this feud been going on between you and Jenna Ortega? Was it ever since I, I uh, tagged oh y'all God. both on Twitter? I love, yeah, that you started it. <laughs> I hope that every scandal I ever have in my life can be eventually traced back to you. That's Probably. honestly what I really want. Oh, this is good news for you. You ask her what her deal is with me. Every, for anyone who doesn't have context, this is not a real feud. Jenna Ortega does not know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> my next question that I was going to ask. Uh... <laughs> yeah, first, yeah the, the feud is that there's someone on fucking Facebook or Instagram or whatever. There, there are a bunch of accounts that are pretending to be me. Ooh. And one of them uses a photo <laughs> of Jenna Ortega. Oh, no. <laughs> and like recently started adding a bunch of people that I know in real life. Oh, that's weird. We're like, <laughs> they're like, your account was hacked. And I'm like, it nope. was not hacked. This is a different account. It's not her. It's Jenna also, Ortega. Obviously, it's Jenna Ortega. She's like, there can only be one Jenna Scream oh, you Queen. you think it's like actually Jenna Ortega? Of course. To be me. Now I'm going to make a fake account and put a completely random picture on, on there and claim it's, it. You know? yeah, use my name, but then the photo is Jenna Jameson. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, just just any other Jenna that's famous. That's what Literally I'll do. Literally anyone. I, if Jenna Jameson <laughs> pretended to be me, I could just retire. That would be my peak. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Or Jenna Bush. Oh, my God. Let's not forget about Jenna Bush. We probably have so much in common. I, you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we probably share a lot of the same views. Oh yeah, my of course. Goodness. Yeah. Uh, so, Jenna, where can we see your beautiful face going forward? Is there anything you're allowed to talk about other than, ti- you said Tiger Bones? Tiger Bones. Tiger Bones. Hey. Hey. Tiger Bones, I'm one of the two leads. I'm very excited about that. The other lead um, was in Paper Girls. I'm really excited to work with them. I think okay. their pronouns are, but okay. I'm going to keep with them, even if that's not the case, because I don't know. I'm really excited about that one. Um, uh, the one next week, that's a big franchise thing. I don't think I'm allowed to talk about have a small role in it um spray bottle i'm really excited about mikey's in it i directed it jason reitman produced it i'm super fucking stoked about that to you know we're still working on getting that out there i'll be sure to uh to plug that as much as i can going forward so i'll probably bug you for info so i can tell people yeah yeah let's (laughs) let us finish the movie first and then please tell everyone oh yeah yeah yeah. once we finished it um also, if you have a chance to see it anybody anywhere, watch The Wild Man, which Jenna is part of. Thank um, you. It's not a horror movie at all. It's unless it's I guess it's about the horrors of dementia. <laughs> yeah. It's it's dark, but it's very good. Um Thank and you. Jenna's great in it. So watch that. I did see um, that on her uh credits. Uh, is there is that streaming or could I probably rent it from Not a- yet. 
They just, oh. I think they're still on the festival circuit. We we saw oh, it okay. together at the Austin Film Festival, and then it just yeah. played in, in Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. So, so if not... you follow, oh, so this is fresh. Name? Okay. Riley Riley Cusick is the director. And Riley sure Cusick. He will. Last Motel is the production company. Glass Eye Picks is Larry Fessenden. I'm sure a lot of you know him. He's in uh, it. He's, yeah. he's in it. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I have a funny story about him. But okay. We're probably running low on time, aren't we? No. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. It was just, it's really dumb and short and stupid. I just remember when I was, I worked, so Larry and I had both had like schedules that they had to work around. And so there was only, he was working for like a week or two. And then I was working for a week or two. And there was one day of overlap where we were filming together and we were filming in this mobile home community and we had access to the home that we were filming in, but we didn't, obviously it was, it's an indie film. They couldn't shut down the whole neighborhood. And there was a guy who was doing repair on his car outside in the house next door. And Riley was like, I'm, I'm just going to go ask him if he'll if he'll just be quiet for like five minutes. Like he doesn't owe us anything. But like, I just I'm just going to ask. And, you know, if any of you if you've ever worked on a movie, you know that like sometimes people will be like, oh, that's so cool. A movie. And sometimes they'll be like, yeah. fuck off. I'm not impressed by you. Yeah. But Riley went over and asked. Couldn't hurt. He came back and the guy agreed. And the guy like stopped working on his car for a minute so we could finish the scene. And Larry goes, <laughs> Larry had like not spoken a whole lot. And so this was one of like my lasting impression of him. <laughs> he was like, he was like, wow, we're all coming together. This is like right after 9-11. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. oh my God. That's hilarious. And I haven't seen him since. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Mike, Mike drop. Impression. Oh my God. Larry's wonderful. He's such a joy. Yeah. Oh, so wild anyway, man. Yeah, so, so that's the gonna... wild man will hopefully be out. Hopefully they'll they'll be able to sell it and it'll be on streaming Sweet. sometime this year. Um, the motorcycle, the mo movie that I mentioned that I got my motorcycle license for is called The Build Out. It's kind of a like drama with horror elements. I guess yeah. they they call it a horror. It's like atmospheric. I haven't seen it yet. So, but the experience uh, I, I was filming it. We filmed it in the desert. It was very cool. Um, that should hopefully be out sometime later this year. Faceless After Dark to hopefully sometime this year. Who's to say? I'm doing a short film in in June called Fane that I'm very excited about. Girl, you working? Um, I love it. I'm trying. Mm -hmm. Working. Thank you. <laughs> She's kinda, an kinda... inspiration. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Uh, well, where can people find you on the social medias unless you don't want to be found? Um... I want to be found exclusively on social media. Oh, Do not perfect. show up at my house. <laughs> Do not come to my house. So your address not... is, uh, no, 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 uh, on social yeah, media. Here's my social security number. <laughs> credit card number, all right. It's 555. <laughs> um, yeah, my credit card number. Yeah, if you want to Venmo me, that's fine. Uh, on any social media, I am squid enthusiast. Okay. As in someone who is enthusiastic about squids. It I is like spelled S-Q-U-I-D-T-H-U-S-I-A-S-T. But also if you type in Jenna Cannell on Instagram, it'll be the one with the most followers because there are like five, but yeah. the other ones are not me. Yeah, not the one with they Jenna Ortega. Jenna Ortega yeah, not, the, not yeah. the one with Jenna Ortega's <laughs> face. No. No, not the... And well, a lot of them have my face, but they're not me. Oh. Yeah. People are strange. But people are strange. It's flattering, I think. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, you have a, a whole bunch of people trying to imitate you. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty flattering, honestly. Uh, look, they, they, they better fucking shave their heads then. Otherwise, <laughs> Commit. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, Commit to the bit. Jesus. They need to go. They need to go vegan and shave their heads. And then I'll believe <laughs> it. Uh, Mikey, where can everybody find you and your Slashers podcast on the social medias? You can find Slashers podcast wherever you listen to this fine podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at Horror and a Half Show. That's horror, not whore. 
and a half shell. No one had any question about it until you mentioned it. I had several questions. See? About it. Oh, well, she that's my side gig. How do you think I'm paying for Noelia? <laughs> that's uh, right. That's the OnlyFans. He's selling yep. feet pics online. Or that's what he's and doing. a half shell. <laughs> it's called The Birth of Venus. That's not, right. I'm not Googling that I would that totally right now. Uh, sell feet pics if anybody wants to finance my movie. I will send you a foot pic. Oh. I, I have a wiki feet page. I did not make it. Someone else made it for me. <laughs> oh, perfect. But, you know, if you want to give me a good rating on there, I don't know what it does for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, let's see. You can find us at Frightmares on Facebook, Instagram slash or at Frightmares Podcast. I'm also on TikTok at Silver.Shamrock. Uh, I'm also on Letterboxd at Dr. Proctor. Uh, Mikey is Mikey and the T-Rex. Stay spooky at Outlook.com is uh, our email if you want to drop me a line. Uh, next week starts Summer Horror for July, and me and Corey will be doing a Friday the 13th movie. There's only 12 of them, so you can figure that shit out. Uh, so until then, stay tuned and stay spooky. Bye. 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 Bye.